podcast time. Good fun, grab your friends. We'll talk about very distant lands. We met the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Checking the microphone. Microphone. <laughs> Leaning Tower of Cheese. What uh-huh. up, bro? Principal Mazer. <laughs> What's up, bro? <laughs> and we're recording. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And here we are, rating and reviewing all of the episodes of Adventure Time from the beginning all the way to the end. Oh, yeah. Matt? Yeah? How are you? I'm good. We're recording in this new, completely rearranged my office slash podcast room Mm -hmm. to hopefully fix any audio issues we've been having with the podcast so yeah fingers crossed yeah we'll Watch, see we're gonna listen back and it's just like but how are you oh i'm swell i went back to roller derby today for the first time since the start of the pandemic so yeah. about, it's actually almost three years to the day that i wow. stopped playing so it was pretty crazy, and my body's like, what are we doing here? Yeah, you were like in the <laughs> thick of your roller derby career when we started the podcast. That's true. Yep. That's true. I was. Yeah. I've been going back and listening to a lot of our old episodes, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I, I listened to all of our, our ranking episodes, mm-hmm. you know, where we rank all of the episodes in a season. Oh, are those the ranking episodes where you we know. go to the bar and we rank them <laughs> yeah. while drinking beer and eating pizza? Yeah, we got to do that again this season. That's going to be a long trip to the bar. Oh, you know we will. got like a billion episodes. After listening to them, I went back and watched like whatever our top three episodes of Adventure mm-hmm. Time were per season. Yeah. Man, that was a lot of fun. Was it? Yeah. That's cool. So we're going to be talking about Adventure Time today. We are? <laughs> two, <laughs> two interesting episodes. Air quote, interesting. <laughs> the two episodes we got to get through Listen, so we can talk about Time Sandwich on the next true. episode. That's true. Man, these episodes were, I had a lot of like uh, feelings. I had a lot of feelings about these episodes. Yeah. I was like, mm. So the first one, Too Old, the one with yeah, Lemon Grab. That was not what I expected at all. No. <laughs> I was like, well, this is a thing that's happening. So right I don't know now. if it's because I drank a monster too late in the day, what, but I've been feeling a little like on edge and stressful. And that episode didn't help at all. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is stressing me out. And then the other episode was just like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to make it fun. Yeah. <laughs> So should we get to it? Yeah, let's... Oh, wait, is there anything new with you besides roller derby? No. Is there anything new with me? I don't think... My (laughs) My life is is very boring. (laughs) (laughs) I've got some poop brain going on tonight like crazy. It's all good. It's all good. All right, well, let's get to it. Let's do it. All right, the first episode, season five. Yep. Titled Too Old. IMDb rating 7.8, which is pretty low for the show. Yeah, it is. Overall number 135, 31 uh, overall in this season. Directed by Nate Cash, written and storyboarded by Tom, I almost said Tim, Tom Herpich <laughs> and Steve Wolfhard. Original air date, August 12th, 2013, and 2.38 million U.S. viewers. August 12th. How far are we off from August 12th? I knew this <laughs> was going to happen. <laughs> like oh, my God. <laughs> 
So, uh, and the title card is, it's an image of lemon grab, but like, you know, part of his, oh, okay, I see what's going you on see? here. You see? That's so what I was like, oh, grabs. it's yeah. both of the lemon grabs, yeah, but one like is the, the shadow one of the other. Of the other one. Yeah. yeah. So it looks like, and he, you know, the smaller one has like a good chunk of his head bitten off. Which is And you can see the larger up. lemon grab behind him. It almost looks like he's filling in the void of his face. It, he is filling in the void of his yeah, face. It reminds me of the poster of the movie Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So the episode begins with the gatekeeper at Castle Lemongrab checking Princess Bubblegum's passport and Finn on the phone with Jake, who is trying to advise him against doing this dinner with Bubblegum because of his recent breakup with Flame Princess. Meanwhile... Bimo is trying to get into the bathtub with Jake, and Jake keeps pushing him, or pushing them away. Yeah, with, like, hit with his foot <laughs> so, or something. Yeah. It's like a cat. It's like yeah, it is. <laughs> into something they shouldn't. What would that? I bet that would be catastrophic for Bimo to get into. Catastrophic. Ah. ah. Yeah, B, uh, we've seen Bimo does not do well when soaked. Yes. Uh, as PB and Finn are allowed through the gate, they enter a stagecoach, which takes them to the castle. When they enter the castle, the Lemon children have significantly changed in appearance, now wearing fancy clothes and show signs of mild intelligence. Uh, one of the Lemon children is dangling from the ceiling and announces their arrival, but does not quite get their names right. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it, everything's a little off. So the Earl of Lemon Grab appears, have, haven't gained much more weight since the last episode he was in. Also, the Lemon Children are freaky deaky. The one that's like screaming and its face peels back. Yes. It's yeah. all terrifying. All of it. All I don't like well. this episode. <laughs> all is not well in the Lemon Kingdom. I felt ill after watching this. <laughs> Lemon Grab 2 also appears, but his legs are gone and half of his face is bitten off. Yeah. He follows on a device like a... Um, like a little UFO <laughs> that lets him hover. Yep. Hover. I said hover. Hover. <laughs> both Finn and Princess Bubblegum are surprised to see the changes in both of the lemon grabs. The Earl of Lemon Grab bends over and welcomes the two heartily. When Lemon Grab 2 attempts to welcome them, the Earl stops him. Instead, he instructs Lemonhead to announce that it's dinner time, who does so immediately. Yeah, so in this episode, you know, it's a good follow-up to the one where we left off with Lemon Grab, where, you know, Lemon Grab looks happy because he has a companion now, and we see how far everything's gone downhill since then. Yeah, also, it's like this... seriously deteriorated. Yeah. And, like, if anybody didn't remember, the, uh, the first Lemon Grab episode was called Too Young, and this mm -hmm. one's called Too Old. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and it ties into that episode a lot with, like, you remember in that one, Finn is with uh, young Princess Bubblegum when she's yeah. 13 again. Yeah. And they're pranking together and all That's that stuff. That's right, and I that forgot about that. That kind of comes back that. in this one and see how... Yeah, anyway, we'll get to that. <laughs> so the scene shifts to the dinner table. The Lemon Children enjoy the sophisticated party in their own weird way, while servants serve lemon-based food. Uh, the food looks so nasty. Also, like is that kind of weird that they're serving lemon-based food yeah, and they are lemons? Yeah, it's like a form of cannibalism. Yeah. Well, Ew, David. Well, we do know lemon grab is a cannibal. <laughs> yeah, we do. So Finn switches plates with a lemon child named Duke Suck Lemon <laughs> to sit next to PB. So Finn asks how PB's doing, but the princess responds by telling Finn that something has happened to the two lemon grabs and that she's concerned because they used to be identical. The gluttonous first lemon grab smacks lemon grab two with a leg of chicken for floating too high on his device and greedily devours more food. He then orders for a floor show. Finn offers to play with his flute, but lemon grab says that the only lemons are allowed. 
The show consists of two lemon children, one smacking himself and the other just going, wah, 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 and it goes on and over on. and over, which doesn't please Lemon Grab at all. He electrocutes the performers with a remote control button, which makes them do it faster and louder. Yeah, this is a very loud, ear piercing episode. I, I turned yeah, the volume down at least it was awful. once or twice. <laughs> so while the show proceeds, the satisfied Lemon Grab takes a lemon child's piece of bread. His only food and eats it. So Lemon Grab one is he's like straight up evil. He is. He's, he's, he's awful. a villain here. Yeah. Yes. He's abusive. He's like he's like Immortus Jones. Is that how you say the name? Immortan Joe? Immortan Joe, sorry. From, uh, Mad My, Max. Yes. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you you are like less than two feet from a Mad oh, yeah. Max poster right What's now. What's up, Mad Max? Hey. So uh Lemon Grab two feeling pity gives some of his bread to the child. So Lemon Grab is outraged by this and screams unacceptable. While Lemon Grab 2 murmurs, acceptable, the two Earls then argue over this. So PB says that she cannot watch the brothers fight anymore, and she wanders off. And while wandering around the castle, she seems to be falling apart, uh, which seems to be falling apart, she discovers Lemon Hope, a talented young lemon child singing a song of sorrow with his harp. PB loves the boy instantly and says that he can come to the Candy Kingdom with her because Lemon Hope says Lemon Grab hates him and his music, locking him in a filthy bathroom. Which BT dubs, what is up with the toilet? Oh, I didn't even notice. You didn't notice it was like one of those juicers where you like put the lemon down and then you like turn it oh, no. and it like releases juice. Oh. That seemed very terrifying. I want to know. Now I need a visual of what happens in there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, suddenly, both the lemon grabs burst in the door and lemon grabs smashes Lemon Hope's harp. PB mm -hmm. says that Lemon Hope is a brilliant boy and should go to her kingdom, but Lemon Grab snatches him away. PB schemes of how to free Lemon Hope and, as suggested by Finn, pulls a prank alongside with Finn on Lemon Grab by quote-unquote exploding his pudding during dessert using baking soda yeah. and vinegar. It's, and he calls it like vinegar. Yeah, and it's, and it's mixed into the lemon pudding. Yeah. And when mixed together, it's going to explode in his face, but it totally yeah. didn't. And, and during the scene when uh, Lemon Grab comes in, he he uh, kicks Lemon Hope a couple times, knocking him over. Oh, yeah. It was really disturbing. I did not <laughs> like that really at disturbing. all. So uh, this gets both PB and Finn stuck in the dungeon with Lemon Hope. Lemon Hope plays Finn's flute at their urging, but he plays awfully. And it's just like this horrible, like one note. High squeaking. Yeah. Grossness. So, of course, the two it's Lemon like, Grabs hold on. dance It's like someone who doesn't know how to play the clarinet yeah playing the clarinet yeah there's some instruments that like there's there's some that are forgiving if you don't know how to play it. like you can like a guitar on a ukulele and be like yes. okay well, you don't know how to play it. it's like you know it's not the worst sound of the world but like yeah somebody playing a violin who doesn't know how to play oh, violin gosh. is like the worst sound of the world yeah totally so uh suddenly both lemon grabs dance into the room hearing the awful noise as beautiful music so lemon grab two releases them all to the utter anger and outrage of lemon grab so Lemon Grab says that um, his clone is too soft, and he finally eats his brother whole. So disgusting. Yeah. It's so really disgusting. disturbing. It really is. This, episode. this is like a house of horrors. Yeah. Because everybody has a shock collar on and are forced to do things that they may or may not want to do. It's just wild. Yeah. Princess Bubblegum, Lemon Hope, and Finn escape, but find that the castle gates are locked. Finn suggests pranking him again, but PB replies angrily that this will not work, that she's too old for that stuff. 
We should call it little boy games. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly, Lemon Grab appears on a balcony and orders all of his children to kill all three of them. During the battle, Lemon Grab 2 forces his way halfway out of his brother's mouth and yells out to his children, It has cost me much, but I have learned that Lemon need not squeeze Lemon to survive. Lemon Hope, go forth, grow strong, and return for, for us. Go. I actually really love that part. Me too. So as the children all stop attacking, Lemon Grab 2 then releases all of his citizens from the electroshock collars, freeing them from his tyrant brother. Lemon Grab 1 then forces his brother back into his stomach and eats him for good. So gross. I know. <laughs> it's, I felt a lot of pity for Lemon Grab 2. Totally. So the Lemon children help the three heroes over the castle gate, while Lemon Grab stares at Lemon Hope in hatred. The Lemon children were like saying, hope, 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 and like lifted them up over the side yeah. of the castle. It's, I feel like these last few moments made the episode for me because like everything before it was like, you know, it's it's a lemon grab episode, but like, you know, doubled down on the obnoxious noise and yeah. disturbing stuff. And then it's like, I really like this ending. Hmm. So then Jake calls Finn and Finn suggests that he patches things up with Flame Princess, realizing how it feels to be manipulated and that PB is just too old for him. Jake teases Finn that Flame Princess may already have a new boyfriend. Finn <laughs> is like, what? Jake laughs at Finn and says he was just kidding, but then quickly adds that she might actually already have one. And Finn's he, face just like sinks. Totally, as the episode ends. Yeah, that's so messed up. <laughs> yeah. All right, Matt. Yeah. What did you think? Uh, I don't know. I have like mixed feelings about this one. Mm. It's like, you know, the disturbing stuff is there. You know, it's it's supposed to be disturbing. It's a lot of grab. I think I can only take so much of the lemon grab voice, and there's a lot of it in this one. Yeah. Between, like, with the combination of all the different lemon people. I like the introduction of Lemon Hope, and I liked uh, Lemon Grab 2's redemption over the over mm -hmm. the course of the episode. I thought that was actually really cool. But I think all in all, as far as lemon grab episodes go, it's definitely not one of my favorites. If we had to rank all of these episodes right now, mm -hmm. I would put this at the very bottom. Really? <laughs> And I would rather watch two Choose Goose episodes over this. Oh, man. I wish there was an episode all about Choose Goose. Also, the stupid child, Lemon Hope, it <laughs> rhymes in everything he says. <laughs> and like his songs are all about how like sweet and innocent he is. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> it's like Demon Child. Oh, man. No, I did not like this episode I, at all. I think the it only note disturbing. I wrote the thoughts was, this is stressing me out. <laughs> Yeah, I second that. Like, it just was not, it, it was very disturbing. Yeah. And, you know, some disturbing disturbing episodes I really like. Mm -hmm. Like, um, uh, anything with Ricardio the heart guy or yeah. the one of, like, the deer with the creepy hands. Yeah. You know, but I that love that had, stuff. like, a plot. Like, it yeah. felt like, I mean, I, like, get it. And then this had a plot. But, like, I don't know. A like, lot of it was watching Lemon Grab abusing. Yes. And, I, and maybe that just, like, activates, like, my hatred towards this episode yeah like, i'm just like no i have no i have no, i don't think it's funny i don't think it's i will never watch this episode again oh man i don't hate it but it's definitely not among my favorites i think there's there's gonna be at least one or two other episodes there's an episode coming up this season that i definitely like less than this one really <laughs> yeah oh, i can't wait to see that but uh, when we get to that one it's it's just it's funny but it's like annoying kind of funny it's mm. yeah all right, so um, I think we've we've expressed that enough. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Where was the snail? On top of the staircase in the Lemon Castle, uh, you could see PB like 
walking Lemon Hope down the stairs with a flute in his hand, and the snail's just off to the side. Snail watch! 2023! No fill face in this episode. No what was your favorite face. line? My favorite line was, it has cost me much, but I've learned that lemon need not squeeze lemon to survive. And that was lemon grab two. Nice. What's your favorite line? Prim- Princess Bubblega and little boy. Little boy! <laughs> when they were... <laughs> <laughs> introducing him. I thought that was pretty funny. I like it. Uh, give me an impression of a character. Okay. Lemon Hope, go for it and survive. I love it. <laughs> That's a great voice. <laughs> <coughs> so, All right. So well, yours is Lemon Grab 2? Yeah, Mine's yeah. Lemon Grab 1. I hope you'll be joining us for dessert. Nice, Matt. <laughs> yeah, he like grabs Lemon Hope under his arm and then he's yeah. like, don't mind this abuse. I like how they're like somewhat British now, now that their society has grown a bit. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. I actually think is really funny. Guess what? What? We got some trivia. Oh, yeah. Cue the trivia song. It's trivia time. Trivia. Trivia. So, Princess Bubblegum's passport signature reads Bubblegum. Mm. One of the onstage actors faces in Lemon Grab's court closely resembles yes. Ricardio. Yeah. With his, like, really dramatic looking, like, realistic face. Yes. Yeah. A clip from this episode was shown in the Honda Civic Today is Pretty Great commercial from 2014. Oh, wow. Okay. What? I did not know that. This is obviously the first appearance of Lemon Hope. So as you mentioned, um, the title is, uh, is a reference to Too Young. Also, many events in the episode also parallel the events of Too Young. Yes. So Yeah, I guess we didn't talk about that too, too much. So Finn uses the phone talking to Jake at the beginning and end of the episode, similar to Jake's pep talk to Finn and Too Young. Oh, yeah. The way the Lemon Child announced Finn and Princess Bulgum's arrival was the same way Manfred announced the Earl's oh. arrival. After the lemon child announced Finn and Bubblegum's arrival, another lemon child fell from a trapeze to the ground, much like Cinnamon Bun did after Manfred announced the Earl's arrival. (laughs) We we should have watched Too Young before we watched this one. We might have to do that, sadly. Uh, PB notes that the castle has fallen into disrepair since she last saw it, mirroring Lemongrab's opinion that PB's castle was in unacceptable condition. Hmm. Finn asks Princess Bubblegum if he wants to prank Lemon Grab like old times, similar to how he and younger PB pranked Lemon Grab. Yes, only they were much more successful the first time. So the way Finn and PB crawl to the counter to place the prank is also similar to the way that they did in the former episode. Lemon Grab says that Princess Bubblegum is too old for pranks as the last part of the episode. Lemon Grab still has his glasses for his uh, farsightedness from too young. <laughs> nice. The title card music and music when PB and Finn prepared the prank is the same as it is from Too Young. I can't believe how many of the little details I, know, I right? didn't catch between the two of them. Finn still still has the spicy hot sauce that they used in Too Young and he even says, so spice. So spice. Yeah, which we use on like a daily basis. <laughs> we do say that a lot. Uh, PB says, excuse me, Finn, just like in Too Young. Wow. That's so cool. Those I, are really I love, awesome. This is like my favorite trivia episode yeah so that's great awesome i love it when so i love that the writers do stuff like that because i do think that it's just really clever yeah yeah oh yeah oh it's so interesting recording over here all i can see is like your eyes and up it's like uh the neighbor Same. In, uh, you're like Home al Improvement. yeah <laughs> oh no al was the co-host i can't remember what who the neighbor the was name? walt philip walter walter walt Grain, Grainly? 
Greenley? <laughs> I think his name was Greenley. <laughs> Tevin? <laughs> okay, I'm done. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jaren? Jaren. <laughs> oh, good times. <laughs> Guys, we named a plant named Jaren. Yep, yes and we, we did. And we accidentally left him in, in Washington. Whoopsie. We called our realtor after we sold our house, and we left it because we were going to grab it as, like, the last thing and put it in the car with us, but... Yeah, poor Jaron. Poor Jaron. He's well, living with Heidi. Yeah. I'm sure Thanks, she Heidi. I'm sure. Really... Or gave it away. Yeah, probably. It's probably dead. It was a very sturdy plant. It was yeah. the only plant I didn't kill. Yeah, you did a good job with Jaron. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, you had a prediction for this episode. I sure did. Titled Too Old. So without further ado, it is rubric time. Oh, Father, I've written a rubric with my own hand. Wouldst thou like to read it? <laughs> I would still use this scroll as tinder for the fire on this cold March night. Oh, my goodness. Never! So, the rubric... <laughs> <laughs> the rubric was created by a friend of the podcast, Caroline, and you can find the rubric in our show notes. So um, I'm basing my grading of your prediction on that. I guess. And your prediction was as follows. Too old. Jake's children are all grown up. They're too old to hang out with their father. He bemoans this normal transition of adulthood, but over the episode, he tries multiple times to trick them into hanging out with him. And uh, based on the rubric, I gave you a score of 27, which is a high B. That's shocking to me. What? That, that's a high B? Yes. I don't, with this rubric, I, I'm i like forced to give you good grades all the time now. <laughs> Caroline's like, mwahaha. Yeah, I know. The rubric, the rubric is, is, is graded based on uh, creativity and how close it is to the actual traits of characters in the episodes and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So yeah, good job, honey. Woohoo! You got a B. Go, Amy. It's your birthday. It is your birthday. We're going to party like it's a birthday. We're going to sip tang like... You know, I heard that song on the radio the other day, and really? I was like, wow, this was when I was in college. Man, I don't remember that. I don't... Like, I've always been aware of that song, but I don't feel like I've ever actually heard it what? on the radio. Yeah. What? Right? What? I don't know where I've been. I don't know where you've been either. <laughs> that song was like, hey, uh, of its time. Hey, uh... Oh, would you like to predict the next episode? Oh, I would love to. Based on the name. Okay. Earth and Water. Water. Finn and Jake are adventuring on the beach. They come across a township who is responsible for the annual Sandcastle tournament. Yeah. All the major players of OO come to test their skills to win best Sandcastle. Conflict arises when one of the contestants is caught cheating, and the township holds a court to punish the offender. Finn and Jake have to help the offender, their nemesis, I.K., from getting out of hot water. Okay, all right. That sounds fun. <laughs> well, maybe that's what it was. It wasn't. But uh, any last thoughts about this episode, Maddie? No, I think we've covered just about everything I have to say. But I do like how all the tie-ins to uh, Too Young. That is really clever and fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that mm, mm, redeems the episode a tiny, like, schmidgen. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. I'm sorry. It's just my uh, least favorite. <laughs> I, I don't want to bum the listeners out, but yeah. yeah, I think we've said everything we have to say about that wah, one. Wah. All right. Should we get to the next episode? Let's do it. All to right. On to a slightly better one. All right. So Earth and Water, number 32 of season five. 
IMDb rating of 7.8, overall number 136. Golly. Directed by Elizabeth Ito, uh, written and storyboarded by Zomlefe, Zephone, and Seo Kim. That's new. Original air date, September 2nd, 2013, and 1.86 million U.S. viewers. Oh, that's not much. Nope. <laughs> not much at all. Now, the title Do card, people not like Flame Princess? I don't know, right? Because it does seem like her episodes d- definitely don't get as high a viewership as like Marceline episodes or like... Um, yeah, but Marceline's just amazing, so... Yeah. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, not. crazy. But the title card is a really cool image of uh, Flame Princess standing over like a pond over some water. And uh, it's just like she's looking down at her reflection and it's cool. And her reflection has the flame eyes, not oh, her regular you eyes. You these little details. Yeah. You should be in charge of the title cards. Never. Like the water underneath is like flames and like. Oh, yes, it's, it is. It's not you can see the like clouds. The trees on fire. It, seems, it seems more like steam. Yeah. Oh, this is why they pay you the big bucks. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This episode begins with Finn and Jake playing sumo scoots on BMO. Jake wins for the 79th time in a row, and he, like, shakes his butt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, like, shaking Finn's, it right in Finn's face. It's so gross. And then his eyes go to his butt. I was, <laughs> his eyes is, like, bloop. I was really disturbed by it. <laughs> yeah, so we went from, like, one really off-putting episode to, like, the first thing you see in this one I is was super like, off-putting. All right. This is how this is going to uh, go. I, I got a good chuckle out of that. So Finn is too bummed out about Flame Princess to care, so Jake says he needs a girl's night out. But boy style. I love that line. That was great. Uh, as Jake accidentally begins to tell Finn about going shopping and getting their hair hair and nails done, they hear the toilet flush. The girls' night out boy style reminds me of the one where uh, Ice King was getting married. He's yeah. like, we're going to have a bachelorette party. A mandlerette party. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> so, <laughs> Ice King is actually pretty great. Ice King, I feel like, is the highlight of this episode. He really is. And he's barely in it. I know. So they find Ice King in their bathroom, who says that uh, he knew that they would not mind him staying there since it was Finn's fault Ice Kingdom is ruined. He's like, you know, because of like all the lies and deceit. And it's so funny. Yeah. The way he, he just like completely guilts them here. Calls them out. Yep. And Finn's like, I know. So Ice King uh, informs them that he has given Gunter temporary reign while he's away. And meanwhile, it shows Gunter messily making ice towers. So Finn leaves the room and Jake says, breakups are tough. To which Ice King replies, yeah, like, remember how you and I were married? And then the scenes, <laughs> and it's just like, it stays on that for a second before it switches like, over to the exit. <laughs> so the scene switches over to a forest where smoke is rising from Flame Princess. She pulls up blades of grass and burns them, clearly frustrated over her break with the Finn, and comments how people in the Fire Kingdom are all deceitful in Shakespeare. A spider crawls down in front of Flame Princess, who talks to it gently, but it starts radiating heat. So the spider like quickly gets up and then noticing that the she's hearing this scratching sound. And she's like, what is that sound? And it turns out that it's Princess Bubblegum, who's invisible with the aid of her gadgets. After Princess Bubblegum turns off her invisibility, Flame Princess accuses Princess Bubblegum of spying on her, which Princess Bubblegum denies, claiming she was, quote, observing her. Yeah, she's like, you know, it's not spying at all. And then you see all of her cameras become visible. Yeah. She's like, oops. So PB explains to Flame Princess that she's a threat and that if she, Princess Bubblegum, could create a scientific model that described her complete elemental matrix, she could isolate and suppress Flame Princess's violent feelings. So... 
Flame Princess agrees. And in the next scene, uh, Flame Princess is strapped down to a machine that PB says will help understand her in a very scientific way. Princess Bubblegum is about to initiate the test when Jake calls her, telling her that Gunter has created a race of strangling snow snakes. The phone then disconnects and Princess Bubblegum lets it hang before pressing a button on her grid to initiate the test. She then instructs Cinnamon Bun to write down the numbers that he sees on the monitor. She then looks at the door to the testing chamber and tells him not to open the door. So two things. Don't open the door. Write down the numbers on the monitor. To which Cinnamon Bun's like, yep, I can do that. To which he promptly doesn't do that and goes and opens the door the minute that she's gone. Yeah, just like instantly. So uh, he then proceeds to make conversation with Flame Princess, who tells him that uh, she's sad, but mostly confused. These two just hit it off like right away. It's like the most unlikely friendship. It really is. So Cinnamon Bun invites Flame Princess to his house to pet his dog, which is a lump with a mop on its head. And they go to his house. So at Cinnamon Bun's house, uh, Cinnamon Bun dances and sings a song, but then walks into a table and like cuts his leg open. He's like, I'm soft. So uh, Flame Princess heals his injury by pressing her hand onto the leg and like, you know, cauterizing it with her heat. And Cinnamon Bun calls her one of his friends. Flame Princess agrees, saying that she really gets him, but then goes into a speech about how friends are hard to understand and that they play mind games. Cinnamon Bun asks if Princess Bubblegum is her friend, and she responds that she's not sure. Cinnamon Bun then goes on to ask about the princess's intentions when she put Flame Princess into baby jail, noting that it was a weird friend thing. A detail I totally forgot about until rewatching this one. Yeah. Yeah, that like PB has some history with Flame Princess that That's we didn't so know about. crazy. Yeah. So Flame Princess gasps and the scene cuts to a flashback 15 years earlier when Flame Princess was a baby. A messenger of the Fire Kingdom gives Flame King word that his offspring will be more powerful than he could ever dream to be. So the Flame King tells the messenger to leave the baby in the woods to perish, which is so What horrible. a jerk! <laughs> what do you say? Bring the baby to the woods to perish. So the messenger could not bear to let the baby perish, so he left her with a rock woodsman whose house is promptly destroyed by Flame Princess. The lumberjack screams as the house goes up in flames, and Flame Princess runs into the forest burning trees. Princess Bubblegum sees this, and wearing a protective suit, returns Flame Princess to the Fire Kingdom. She tells Flame King that he should not let her wander in the woods because she's too dangerous. Princess Bubblegum tells Flame King that he he does not do something about Flame Princess, she will. The scene changes to Flame Princess in her lantern, and then the flashback Yeah. Ends. So uh, Flame Princess gasps, stands up, and angrily wonders if everyone is hiding something. So Cinnamon Bun is like, well, it's fun to hide things. And she wonders why everyone can't just be honest like Cinnamon Bun. She then says that she should go back to where she belongs. Back at the lab, Finn and Princess Bubblegum enter the testing chamber so that Princess Bubblegum can observe Flame Princess's reaction. Uh, when confronted by the guy who broke her heart. Oh, that's... Can I just say, like, Princess Bubblegum, I understand her desire to do, like, scientific, like, research, but she crosses so many ethical lines. I know, like, here, it's like, it's, it's, she like, no, it's totally up. walked Finn into the situation knowing that it's probably going to do some psychological damage to him. <laughs> not just him, but her too, exactly. right? Like, yeah. there's where's she's the consent taking, in yeah, that? She's not taking their feelings into account. Oh, no, at not all. at all. She's super blindsided by her, her agenda and her desires. Yeah. Finn looks down ashamed. Princess Bubblegum then opens the door and seeing that the chamber is empty, screams, Cinnamon Bun! Yeah, the place is just like a mess. Yeah. Like, going crazy. They go to Cinnamon CB's house. I'm just going to call him CB house. Yeah, so CB. CB. CB's house and read a note saying that they went to the Fire Kingdom and to feed the dog. 
which is the mop. The spelling is all weird, like King Dumb, D-U-M. Yeah, so funny. At the Fire Kingdom, Finn and PB try to enter, but the guards stop them. Another Fire Kingdom citizen successfully enters the Fire Kingdom, saying that he needs to file his taxes and also to destroy the bathroom and crop dust the lobby. Yeah, I like the crop dust the lobby. So funny. We're after a friend. These, uh, these guards are great. Yeah. They reminded me of uh, the Crystal Guardians. Yes. And that uh, Crystals Have Power episode. Yeah. Get lost. You're going to look awesome as Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> and their voices Poor even John, sound like, we Poor love John, you. we love you. I know. But your love is not, not enough. enough. <laughs> I love that episode so much. So Princess Bubblegum and Finn then, on- then honestly tell their purpose to enter the kingdom. Uh, seeing Flame Princess is the new ruler. Uh, so FP tells the two that she overthrew her father uh, with the help of Cinnamon Bun, and that honesty is the new law in the Fire Kingdom. Enraged by this, Flame King then threatens Flame Princess with grounding with no snacks, friends, or pop music <laughs> in reply. However, Flame Princess says that he never gave her any of those things, and that he was a selfish king and a bad parent. He then tells her that he did it so that she would not overthrow him. She tells him that he belongs in the lamp and that if he is not quiet, he'll have to answer to CB. Princess Bubblegum tells CB to go home, but CB refuses, telling her that he finally has a real dog, which is uh, one of those fire pups, which are so cute. Mm -hmm. Finn apologizes to Flame Princess for his actions before, and Flame Princess forgives him. He asks whether this means the relationship is still intact. Much to his dismay, she says it is hereby dissolved, but they can still be friends as long as he is honest with her. To which Finn merely says, hmm, looking discouraged. Yeah, interesting note to end on. You know what's funny? Um, While watching this episode, I didn't think it was like much fun or anything. But talking about it afterwards, it's like this this episode fit a lot of story into it. Mm-hmm, it did. Yeah, between like revealing the past with like Flame Princess and no PB. Kidding. Uh, this new de- friendship developing between Flame Princess and Cinnamon Bun. Yeah. And then all the stuff going on with Finn. And you have this whole subplot with the Ice Kingdom. It's yeah. like they threw a lot into this one. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. There's so many layers. And then you think about like, like this is really like the end of that relationship. But then also it's, man, it's it's Flame Princess realizing her like, what are her values and what are like her desires? And maybe she didn't want to be like the queen over the flame flame kingdom, but she also didn't really fit anywhere else. Yeah. And so it's kind of exciting that she felt empowered by the honesty and truth of another individual. And so was finally able to see where she fit in and set boundaries with Finn. I just hope that she continues to be happy. Yeah. And it's so cool seeing like, the cinnamon bun have some purpose because he's always always been kind of like a joke and like an underfoot kind of character. Uh, Flame Princess actually really values his opinion, uh, his opinion, which is so weird because he still is kind of an underfoot character yeah, in he's still this cinnamon bun. But like his childlike honesty, I think was refreshing to her because frankly, she never received that. I mean, if she yeah. was in the lantern for her entire life. One of the things that really made me sad was like Flame Princess was like, oh, so now I'm not going to be able to feel emotions. And that's kind of what like allowed her to consent to Princess Bubblegum. And PB's like, "Mm -hmm," something like that. And it's just like, oh, that made me so sad. Like feelings are really important. Yeah, We need to have emotions. It it teaches us something about the experiences we're having. And and there it's it's okay you know and when we get stuck on like certain emotions like that gives us information that we need to 
maybe adapt or change something mm-hmm. to like heal yeah. or continue, right? Like, like think of like all the happiest moments that you've had in your life or think of how happy rock climbing makes you and how frustrating it makes you, mm-hmm. you know, those are healthy and breaking up. If you think about some of the worst breakups you've ever been in, you know, or fights that you've had and how sad that makes you. And that like teaches you or gives you information about this is not how I want my life to be, but I'm learning something through this experience Yeah. instead of just suppressing it. Yep. And I feel like Flame Princess learned a valuable lesson by the end of this. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. I I kind of went from like not feeling much about this episode to kind of really liking it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it I had do, a lot I, to say and it, it, it's really well balanced too. But I, between I agree. like the serious tones of it and the humor. This is another one of those episodes that does a really good job juggling the two. Well, what I appreciated that they didn't like I felt like it. Okay. So I say I appreciate but. They didn't spend much time in showing her overthrowing her father. Yeah. They just showed her that she did. Yep. And I kind of wish we had a little more there, but overall, I agree with you. I think yep. it's it's really well balanced. And also, I, I want to see a whole side episode about what are they called? Snow, snow constructors? Yeah. Snow constructors? Yeah. <laughs> the, the strangling like space or a snake strangling snakes or whatever. Yeah. That was funny. I want to know Gunter's whole story during the, during this whole thing. We know Gunter. I was like, what? He let her have the crown? I know. What, is he crazy? <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Oh, yeah. I was like, and bro. also, I love the little details with Ice King of this one now crashing at Finn and uh, Jake's place, too. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, the text didn't go through. He pulls yeah. out a banana with a keychain of Gunter. I just, There's oh, my so gosh. There's so much story in this episode. It's crazy. It was great. It was so yeah. great. I love IK like calling him out. Like, yeah, <laughs> so him. really yeah. laying it on thick. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, this, yeah, this, there's a lot to this episode. I, I, I've grown to really appreciate it now. But how did you like this one overall? Um, I definitely liked it more than the last one. I would say that it's middle of the road for me. Yeah, it's definitely, it's catching us up with where everybody is right now. Oh, you know that you make a really good point. Yeah, yeah it does. Which are important episodes to have. Those are mm-hmm. actually some of my favorite episodes. This isn't one of my favorite episodes, but yeah, it's it's good. It's pretty good. I think it also reminds us that like Bubblegum is not an is not like this real like sweetheart of a leader. Like yeah. she's got stuff. She's got some moral ambiguity. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And um but I do appreciate that like you know, it adds a little complexity to her as a character, too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, totally. Like, I like those details. Yeah. So, Matt, where is the snail? It is sitting on top of Cinnamon Bun's radio in his house. He's uh, yeah. His hand's all raised. He's like, yay. And you know what? Cinnamon Bun's got a nice looking house. He does. Um, Is that a donut, a picture of a donut in his house? Well, yes. Yes, it is. That's great. He's got a nice view of the Candy Kingdom through that window. Yeah, he does. Yeah, actually, there's a lot to take in from this image. Well, it's like on a little like hill, you know, it's pretty legit. Snail watch. 2023. No fill face. Matt, what was your favorite line? Girls night out, boy style. Yeah, that was really good. We didn't get enough Jake in these two episodes. No, I'm excited for a future. Oh, that's because we get a really Jake heavy one next. Yeah, I'm we so do. So excited! One of the best Jake episodes. A hundred, a hundred percent. Oh, I'm so excited for that one. Uh, uh, what's your favorite line? You know, from all your lies and secrets. Remember that deal? Ice King. Yeah, so good. <laughs> I love it. Can you give me an impression of a character yeah. 
gonna scramble you and eat you for breakfast. Oh, is that one of the guards? Yep. I love it. So <laughs> funny. Are great. That was another were, little detail I loved man, about this I, one. I see like the writers do such a good job of like beefing up the the the, the little minor characters. Yeah. They're well, so consistent, like the funniest parts of the they episodes. They really are. I mean, you think of like the worm, you think of like you know, werewolf Let's kill queen. Him. Yeah. yeah. Always werewolf queen. Yeah. For the mud scamps. Yes. <laughs> so good. So, so good. All right. What was yours? No snacks, no friends, no popular music. You're so good at that. Flame King. That's because I love <laughs> Keith David. I <laughs> do impressions of that he, guy all the time. He does really good. That's two Rick and Morty character, like voice actors. Oh, yeah. That's right. In these last two episodes. Yep. Justin Roiland and uh, Keith David. Cool. Probably won't be seeing much more Justin Roiland in the near future. Yep. Yep. Uh, we got trivia. We do have trivia. Cue the trivia song. Boom. It's trivia time. So this is the first episode in which Flame Princess and Princess Bubblegum are seen directly interacting with each other. Yeah. FP, before she had her flashback, states that she does not know whether Princess Bubblegum is her friend. It is revealed that Flame Princess is 15 years old rather than 14. However, in Son of Rap Bear, Flame Princess says that she was 14 when she usurped the Flame King, which happened in this episode. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. Flame Princess becomes the new ruler of the Fire Kingdom. Yes. Dumb. We knew that. <laughs> Thanks, trivia. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, Princess Bubblegum remains the same, if not a similar age, in the flashback 15 years ago, which suggests she had a different aging pattern to Finn and Flame Princess, which we knew that. Yes. We're not going to tell. The next one, because it's going to be it's a spoiler. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, Cinnamon Bun states that he thinks Princess Bubblegum is bad, but he's not sure. Cinnamon Bun leaves the Candy Kingdom and now lives in Fire Kingdom as Flame Princess's right-hand man. Yeah, it's, hey, that's right. Is, she, is he the hand of the queen? He is the hand of the queen. Look out. Those oh are the my. first characters to die in Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Watch your head, Cinnamon Watch Bun. Watch your head, Cinnamon Bun. <laughs> Episode Connections. This episode is a direct continuation of Frost and Fire and to old Finn's breakup with Flame Princess is discussed. I.K. reminds Finn of his deceit. Yeah, we're starting to see a lot more of the um, story continuation episodes rather than the uh, one-off kind of things that we used to get in like every mm -hmm. episode in the first couple seasons. Yeah. But the next one's a one-off, so that's cool. The pond that Flame Princess is sitting next to is the same pond that was in Hot to the Touch. Ice King's banana phone from Loyalty to the King returns. However, it seems to be a lighter shade of yellow and now has a penguin keychain to it. Oh, fun. Ice King reminisces with Jake about the time that they were married, which was in the episode when wedding bells thaw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, that was a fun episode. <laughs> Jake mentions Princess Bubblegum's ball blam burg burgle burr. Burglar Burr. Burglar Burr. Which she used in Lady and Peoples. The title card for Earth and Water is similar to Frost and Fires. They both have a major character in, in the center and is split into two parts. A warm theme and a cold theme. Oh, yeah. Yes, it does. Cinnamon Bun's minor hatred of Princess Bubblegum is shown again from another five more straight short cables. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Flame Princess once stated that friends are hard to understand. And that they are just playing mind games, maybe due to Finn keeping all the ladies in confusion so that he has options in case Flame Princess doesn't work out in Reign of Gunters. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, Finn. During Flame Princess's flashback when she was a baby, PB was shown to have the haircut and burning low, which I think was short, right? Yeah, yes, it was. Yeah. I think. <laughs> 
when cinnamon bun gets hit with a hot pan he gets baked more causing him to become smarter and more and more mature he was previously mentioned to be half baked in the other tarts yeah yeah which is another episode i like huh so will he be like fully mature when he's in the fire kingdom because it'd be essentially in an oven oh yeah i think so yeah i do believe he gets more mature all right all right you had a prediction for this episode i had a prediction and it was based on the name earth and water it's rubric time uh i already gave you the whole spiel on the rubric so the prediction for this one was finn and jake are adventuring on the beach they come across a township who is responsible for the annual sandcastle contest all the major players of Ooh come and test their skills to win best sandcastle. Conflict arises when one of the contestants is caught cheating and the township holds a court to punish the offender. <laughs> Finn and Jake have to help the offender, their nemesis, Ice King, from getting out of hot water. <laughs> I, I love it. That sounds like so much fun. Which is why this one got a 28. Woohoo! Which is an A. A, 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 yep. A. It's an A minus. <laughs> Why you gotta be like that, Matt? Because <laughs> A is anywhere from 28 to Rude. 33, and you got it 20. It's because you didn't get the bonus points. Rude. A, a similar storyline does not occur at some point in the show. You should have known that, honey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you are not going to have a prediction for the next How episode. How would I know if something like that would happen later in the show? I haven't seen all of the episodes. Well, you should just know, okay? Oh my gosh. Huh. Why you gotta be so rude about it? <laughs> This is Matt 2.0. <laughs> it's a new and improved Matt. I'm rude all the time, man. Oh, gosh. And you, you're you not going to have a prediction for the next episode because you've seen it multiple times. Time sandwich. Time sandwich. Time sandwich for the money. Hey, guess what? What? We have some listener feedback. Listener feedback. Boy, howdy. We've got quite a bit, actually. Yeah, strap uh, in, y'all. So uh, I've looked at our analytics recently, and we've got... It seems like our listenership is higher than ever. And with that comes more listener feedback. And so what we're doing is we're dividing listener feedback up between episodes. In this one, we're going to do emails that we've gotten. And the next one, we'll do like um, these Q&As that Spotify has apparently made for us, which we didn't even know existed until yep. recently. And people have been <laughs> responding to them. So we're so going to read those in the that. next one. <laughs> yeah. So the first one is, hi, from Peter M. Actually, it's from Nico. I'm Nico. I'm eight. My favorite episode is BMO. So my favorite character is BMO, and you are my favorite pod. Five stars. Thank Nico. you so much, Nico. Nico, um, I would have to say BMO is probably one of the best episodes in all of Adventure Time. Yes. So I agree. That episode's awesome. I'm right up there with you. It's so cool to hear that it's somebody's favorite episode. Yeah. Yeah. You're awesome. And the next one is titled Thank You from Haley L. And they say, hi, Matt and Amy. I just wanted to say thank you for reading my email. I was so ecstatic when I heard you read my email. It made my day. But I did forget to mention I'm team no-no. I kind of like the grading <laughs> when Matt was like, it's an A or B, you know? But maybe let's have a talk. You need to learn how to grade. Because <laughs> you should know logic. A plus B equals B plus. It's a good grade. And so is a B. It should equal a good grade. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Love, Haley. Thanks, well, Haley. Thank <laughs> yes. i'll forgive you for being a no-no yeah. <laughs> yes i should i should learn logic but why do that oh <laughs> goodness all right uh simon and marcy from james p the reason why marceline can't eat soup 
in Simon and Marcy is at that point, she wasn't a vampire. She still have human. I think we learned that. Mm. Um, so thanks again for pointing that out. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. The reason why she looks like a vampire is because she's half demon. Also come along with me is now 9.8 on AMDB. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Well, thanks for the info. We always love, whenever we have questions, I'm 100%. always glad when people write in and, you know, yeah. they're not, not rude about it. So it's awesome. We really appreciate it. Also, uh, I interpreted Simon singing the Cheers theme tune as foreshadowing as he would soon know no one's name. Oh, okay. That's that a great detail. breaks my heart a little bit. I know. It's like, it just oh, makes the episode even sadder. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much for all the, uh, for the info. We really appreciate it. Yep. The next one is titled, Oh My Glob, Hello, by Kayla C. And they say, Hello, Amy and Matt. My name is Kayla. I identify as she, her. I, apo- I apologize for the length of email I've sent. Hey, no worries. No, 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 no apologize. We enjoy reading it. Wow, this podcast surprised me how quickly I could binge five seasons. I thought you guys... You're welcome for that. <laughs> yeah, we're getting close to 100 episodes of the podcast. Isn't that insane? Yeah. It's crazy. I found you guys about a month ago. I'm now completely caught up. Whew. I decided to rewatch the entire series as you go through the episodes. It has been a joy to see things I missed in the episodes before, as well as hear the unique perspectives you both bring to the table. Just want to say thank you for all that you do. Also, a couple of quick side notes. My favorite characters are Simon, Marcy, and Bimo. Oh, good choices. I don't know if you have mentioned it before, but I believe it is canon slash implied that PB and Marcy are exes. So I always figure that the dainty and stuck up portrayal of Princess Gum of Prince Gumball and Marcy's Fiona and Cake adventure was a reflection of how she currently felt towards PB and her journey towards healing that relationship. Oh, cool. That is interesting. Yeah. Lastly, in an episode last season, a listener named Charlotte C., I believe, mentioned Season 6, Episode 6, Breezy. Without going into spoilers, I completely agree with with them, and I have always felt the ending to that episode was wildly disturbing. And actually, was sadly the reason LSP is my least favorite Adventure Time character. Interesting. I cannot wait to watch this. I've seen that episode before. I, I actually can't remember how it ends, so I'm really curious now. On a happier note, the series is one that is extremely fun, chaotic, and heartwarming. And like Matt, it is my happy show. P.S. So happy for Team Rubrik's victory. <laughs> Thank you, Kayla. Kayla. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you so much. We love that email. That was awesome. Right. We, we really appreciate you. We do really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, our next one is Hi by G- Gina T. I found your podcast by searching up a song. And when I listened to the first episode, I didn't like the podcast. And m- We get that a lot. <laughs> Um, but now I listen to all the episodes and I love it. Sorry if my spelling is bad. And once I get Tumblr set up, I'll do a voicemail. Anyways, I love your podcast. It's amazing. Keep going. P.S. I can do a fanfic of you two if you want. Oh, that'd be really cool. Yes, please. Also, yeah, we uh, we apologize profusely for our... <laughs> we were learning. We are new podcasters and figuring out our setup. I think it's much better now, but... Thank you for giving yeah. us another try and listening back, to more. Yeah. I have a hard time going back and listening to episode one because I was like, we we sounded so like serious at our presentation in that one. Like it wasn't as like fun and loose as it is now. I'm loose. <laughs> it tightens me. <laughs> it tightens me. me. <laughs> By the way, if, if anybody hasn't seen uh, Middle Ditch and Schwartz on Netflix, it's so funny. It is great. Well, thank you so much for the email. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that you stuck with the show, with the podcast after that first couple episodes. We really appreciate it. The next one is titled, I'm Here to Bother You Once Again by Kayla. <laughs> Kayla N. And they say, hey, Matt and Amy, I just wanted to remind you both how much I love your podcast. Thank you. 
It's a real treat each time I get a notification that there's been an upload. I hope that you're both doing well. Seems like life has been crazy for a lot of us lately. I wanted to share this Adventure Time chronology with you. It's a complete timeline of the Adventure Time universe. I will warn you, it's a super long read, but for someone like me who's in love with the show and sometimes has way too much time on their hands, I read this entire thing all the way through like three times. But it only goes to show how much character development and world building the creators put into this amazing show. I don't expect either of you to read all the way through it, and my apologize, my apologies if you've already been aware of its existence. Just wanted to share the wealth. Stay sassy. And yeah, um, so I have not read it yet. I'm going to between episodes and I'm going to let you know what I thought on the next one. I'm not going to read it yet. I'm going to wait until we finish the series before yeah, reading because I don't want to spoil any yeah, of the shows. But I will read it. And thank you so much for the info. And we didn't know about it. So I love it. It's amazing. We will definitely look over that and we will also stay sassy. Yeah, we appreciate you. All right. John B. Game Recommendation. Hi, Matt and Amy. Matt, I understand you're a horror movie fan and also enjoy board games. In case you're unaware, there's a fantastic solo board game called Final Girl by Van Ryder Games. <gasps> Do you know really? about that? I did not know about that. Oh, I know what you're getting for birthday. Oh. Apparently, you're a final girl in a classic horror movie up against the killer in a showdown to the death. Oh, I love it. Have you seen... John B., I'm curious if you've seen the movie Final Girl, which I really liked. Yeah, the movie's awesome. There's a core box with rules uh, to which you add different feature film sets. These are based on movies like Friday the 13th, <gasps> Poltergeist, <gasps> Nightmare on Elm Street. I love all three of those movies. I've attached some photos of Camp Camp Happy Trails, the Friday the 13th base set. Oh. I played it solo and also with my daughter making decisions together. It was loads of fun. Looking forward to your next episode. Kind result. Kind regards. I can't read, Matthew. Uh, this print is really small. <laughs> I have it on 150%. <laughs> kind regards, John B. in Sandwich UK. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for the recommendation. And I will be checking that out. That is right up my alley. Thank you so much for letting me know about it because I did not know about it. Yeah. Yeah. You're hey, awesome. Hey, we have a second one from Gina. Yeah. Okay, I apologize if we're saying your name wrong. I just really am not sure. And I just am sorry. Me too. Oh, and it's titled Hi. Uh, love your podcast. It's amazing. Like, And I am actually creating a podcast about the Warrior Cat series called Warriors on Fire. That is so great. Yeah. I'm also planning to make a YouTube channel. I haven't decided the name, but my dad will probably love Matt's YouTube channel. I told him about the horror stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I love your podcast. Fire emoji, heart emoji. So, uh, yeah, I actually, I, I shut that YouTube channel down probably like two years ago at this point. I used to do one that was like horror movie reviews. Also, let us know what you decide on we'll, and tell us about it and we'll promote it on the show. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we can't wait to check it out. All right. Love the show, guys. David M. Hey, Matt and Amy. Just recently found your lovely little podcast on Spotify while doing my own watch through of Adventure Time. I'm only about 10 episodes in so far of your show, but I love the new depth you've brought to my own watching experience, including the snail hunts. Oh, yeah. I was super disappointed to find out all but the last episode or two are not included on Hulu if you've hmm. not found that out yet. I saw the end years ago, but needless to say, it was still a little sad after all the emotional turmoil that comes with this show. Ha -ha. Yeah. Regardless, I just wanted to let you two know you're both doing a great job. Very much enjoying listening and looking forward to much more. Much love from M.A. Dave M. Oh, Massachusetts boy. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey, my old stomping grounds. Hey, Dave, thank you so much. We appreciate it. And thankfully, we have the box set, so we'll be okay. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> and yet we still watch it on Hulu every time. It's so funny. <laughs> we and only, like, only watch it on Hulu. I'm sure we, have we can get like set. a wealth of like knowledge too as we're watching it with like the director notes and all that stuff. all the time. Like, we should like, be listening to the commentary on the DVD. And, and so that we're just like, meh, we'll eh, watch it on Hulu. Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for the email. We appreciate it. And we're glad you like the snail watch. Yes. Yeah. It is one of our favorite things. It too. is one of my favorite things for yeah. sure. Uh, the next one is titled Hi Guys by BBD. Not the letter is BB, but the first name is BB. Hi, Matt and Amy. Hello from the United Kingdom. It's been a while. Been a while. It's been a while since I've emailed, but I just wanted to tell you how much I love your podcast. I'm 18 and currently in the process of applying to art school. And Ooh. whilst filling out the endless forums, I listen to your podcast, which always cracks me up. It's always a joy when a new Oh My Glob podcast comes up on Spotify. Keep up the amazing podcast. They always get me through uh, the stressful time from BB. Oh, we're so glad that it's able to help you out. Yeah, and good luck in art school. I'm really excited. Matt is also an artist, and I just have great appreciation for people who can express themselves in multiple mediums and we're just really excited for you yeah i'm excited for you and your adventure through art school yeah yeah and if you want to send us any artwork feel free to we, we'd love to check it out yeah yeah hey matt yeah guess what what we made it through another episode we of, did it we did it we did the thing Woo! so I'm, I'm proud, proud of, of us. us now we can go watch the last of us that's right <laughs> if you want to reach out to us, you can reach us on the social medias at Oh My Glob Podcast on Insta, Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah. You can also email us at Oh My Glob Podcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail yeah. at. Yeah, for once I put the phone number in our notes. So proud of you, Maddie. 216 260 Glob or 216 260 4562. Or you can go onto anchor.fm or the Anchor app and leave us a voicemail there. All right. With that, I'm Amy. I'm Matt. We'll catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side. Bye.